Dialectical Behavior Therapy was created in the 1980s by Marsha Linehan in Seattle, Washington. Today, DBT is taught all over the world. We're two therapists who believe everyone can benefit from DBT skills. I'm Kate. I'm Michelle. And And this this is is DBT and Me. Hello, everybody. Hello. We are diving into interpersonal effectiveness skills today. Officially. Woo! We spent... Woo or something. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is your favorite module, Kate, isn't I it? I know. No, it is. I just, my back hurts and I'm grumpy. Oh, that's that's <laughs> totally all good. Um, <laughs> now everybody knows it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's where you're at. Um, but yeah, this is our first interpersonal effectiveness skill because we spent a lot of time last episode talking about interpersonal effectiveness myths, myths. and things that can make it hard to communicate as effectively as we want to, but now we're going to start giving you guys some skills for how to communicate more effectively, which is very exciting. No, that is exciting. And this skill, maybe you mentioned it, I feel like in the Radical Acceptance episode, Kate, because we were like, there's a couple big DBT skills, wise minds one. Radical acceptance is one, and I think you said also that Dear Man Dear is Man. one. Yeah, that... it's one of those, like, people talk about the most, I think. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was first going through DBT, I think the, did you use your Dear Man, <laughs> was probably one of the questions that I got asked the most oh. as a client, as a participant. Like, how was your Dear Man skills? Yeah, so. Dear Man is a memorable one. It is. Um, because there's a lot of different components to it, as you will uh-huh. see as we go through this acronym with you. <laughs> yes. Did we mention it's an acronym? It is it's an acronym. It is an acronym. Shocking. Well, we haven't <laughs> had an acronym in a little while, I suppose. It's true. Um, so, yeah, this is the first interpersonal effectiveness skill. DBT talks about three big ones, and Kate and I are going to be talking about some other stuff, too, as we get into this module. But Dear Man is the first of the big three. And this skill is all about, as DBT puts it, objective effectiveness, I think is how they say it. This is about asking for something you want. This is not a skill that's meant to build rapport or improve a relationship between you and another person that's coming next week this is not a skill that's about asserting your values or holding any kind of boundary this is the skill that you use when there's something that you are asking for that you would like there is this objective this thing that you are wanting and this skill is to give you some language and some guidance around how to ask for that thing. Now, this doesn't mean you get a free pass to be an asshole. Um, <laughs> I realize as I'm saying it, like, oh, this is all about just getting a thing you want. But DBT actually will talk about this a lot as we go through the skills about or go through the steps of this skill, which is that it's about being really clear about what you would like. And there also is some space in here to validate and empathize with the other person and all of that. So you're not going to be a dick while you're doing this skill, but you are going to maybe be a little more clear or a little more firm than maybe you're used to being. Some of the myths we talked about, which we both owned it, were tough ones for us, is like if I ask for something, that's like a pushy, rude thing to do. Mm -hmm. Something like that. So it may be that in your life, when there are things that you're asking for from someone else, this is hard for you. It's hard to do it in a way that's really clear, concise, gets your point across, is you standing your ground. And this skill is there to help you do that. So, um, Kate, I'll turn it over to you in a minute. I'm just trying to think of important things we should talk about before we actually explain what each letter of the acronym stands for. I think one of the most important things that I want to mention is that with some of the acronyms we've done recently, like accepts, improve, those kind of acronyms, those, like we talked about, that's a DBT buffet, I think is how we put it. You get to pick and choose in whatever order you want. 
Dear man is not that way. Dear man is like, stop. Do these things in this order. Yes. yes. It's very important you do it in order. So first you do the D step, then you do the E step, then the A step, and so on and so forth. So it's a different kind of acronym than some of the recent ones that we've done. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know why. It just was because, you know, dear man, the two different words, I realized uh-huh. that it kind of falls into the same pattern as mindfulness stuff of this is the what and those are the how. Ooh, kind of. that's very know. true. I hadn't thought about uh-huh. it that way. It's not really that relevant. I just realized it. Just realizing it. Yeah, it'll make sense when we go through, hopefully. Um, Kate, anything that you want to say about this skill as a whole before we describe it and get into it? I don't it? know. It is interesting when you're talking about objective effectiveness. I had... I think you are right, but I had interpreted that differently. <laughs> You're like, it's about, you know, getting an objective, being effective and achieving your objective. Uh-huh. So that makes total sense. I have thought it's like, this is for being objectively effective. Like, oh. how do you feel about it? <laughs> like, this is about being objectively effective and getting the thing. Like, maybe, and I don't know that that's quite right, but I think it has a similar flavor to what you were saying about this might be hard for you, mm-hmm. right? This may not feel like the best way to go about doing something because it might be very contrary to your usual behavior patterns. Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of ties in with that objectively effective, which is how I first interpreted that, which is this is pretty likely to do well, even if it feels bad to start with. It yeah. might feel icky, yep. but give it a try because it might be a very objectively effective. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsies. It- Definitely could be viewed both ways. Um, And the other thing, this will be my last thought, and then we'll actually get into describing it. Um, Michelle never wants us to do the skill. That's it. (laughs) We're just never going to get around to it. it. Um, But the other thing I just thought of that feels important to say that as a disclaimer before we go through this, because, right, there are seven letters in this acronym. There's a lot of different components, different pieces, different parts to it. I think sometimes people can have this view of like, so I'm supposed to do this every time I'm asking for anything big or small from anyone. Uh, <laughs> and the answer point. is no. No. Um, it's to- there's definitely going to be situations where you just make your request and that's the end of it. You just say, hey, can I have this or can you do this for me or whatever it is. You but- don't need a dear man about passing the salt. Right. Yes, we do say that in groups sometimes. Yeah, you don't need to do dear man for passing the salt or little things like that. This skill is really here for if you struggle with asking for things you would like because of some of your emotion myths that may get in the way. And this is really here for big asks. This is here for things that maybe you've tried asking already and it hasn't gone so well. (laughs) This is to give you some guidance to see what parts you might be missing that you can add in, but you don't have to yeah. do this for Or just think where the thing. outcome it feels important to you, I guess, mm. could be another way of putting it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, whether it's you know, been hard for you or just it's really important, so you want to do it really well. Yeah. Know, yep. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I think that's all I want to say. Are we launching in? Yes, we're going to start launching into what each of the letters stands for. And then also at the end, we're going to do um, I guess a, a role play of this. We're going to put it all together for you guys to hear an example of how this yeah. can sound. So. Wee. Yeah. Okay. Like Get it going, all right. Kate. All right. So the D of dear man stands for the word describe. So this is your starting point. Uh, this letter really is I mean, almost self-explanatory, but I do want to sort of hedge that in a little bit. So it is about describing the current situation, right? This is what is true right now. You want to very much stick to the facts, right? This is going to be, hey, here's our favorite word so far from this episode, objective, right? These are things like, what could you describe through your five senses? Or what are things that literally anybody that you put in this situation would agree is true? So we're going to, you know, you're going to want to use some of your mindfulness skills in this sense. So you don't want to be judgmental. Uh, no hideous walls here, right? <laughs> right? Just exactly what you're reacting to or what the situation is that you're wanting to address. Try to be concise. Ideally, this would be one sentence, maybe, maybe at most two or three. Um, if something somehow is extraordinarily complicated. But Basically, we want it to be concise, we want it to be clear, and we want it to be something that 
everybody could agree is true. So it's not about opinions, right? So I think about the non-judgmental part of mindfulness. We're really just wanting to stick to the observable objective facts. So for instance, uh, say you have a roommate. Uh, we're setting up, this is going to be our role play later. Wee. Um, <laughs> so say you have a roommate and that roommate is not so good about doing dishes and you are at the absolute end of your rope. So uh, what you might say is, you said you would take care of your dishes three days ago and I saw that they haven't gotten done yet. That's it. That's it. That's all the describe needs to be. This does not need to be a long-winded exposition on the entire history of this roommate's dish doing or lack of doing for the, you know, last three years. This doesn't have to be, I don't know, just opinionated, you lazy sack of shit, why haven't you done your dishes for the last three days, right? That would not be the way to do it, right? Just, you said you would do this thing three days ago, and it hasn't been done yet. Ideally, those are things that everybody involved in the situation can agree are true uh, and it's nice and concise and clear. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's describe. D is for describe. I feel like I'm on Sesame Street. <laughs> e is for express. I did a little dancing motion when I said it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if we move on to the E and I don't know, I feel like a lot of times people, when they're making a request, they don't even realize they do this. But they can very easily leave off the describe and just go to express. Uh-huh. Or they just do describe without express. Or they flip-flop them <laughs> in the order that they do it. Or they think they're just describing, but they're really sneaking express in there. Yeah. Yeah. So what we mean by express is that it is important, like Kate was just talking about, to describe the current situation objectively. And it's also important to tell this person that you're talking to your thoughts and feelings and, and opinions about what's going on. Like, why does this bother you? Or how is this making you feel? Or whatever it is. This like Your subjective experience. Yeah, this is now getting a little more subjective. And this is important because depending on the person you're communicating with, depending on whether they hang out a little more in their emotion mind or in their reasonable mind, for some people, the stuff with express is what's going to land. Is when you say, hey, this is how I'm feeling about it. It's this moment of vulnerability where you can open up a little bit. So it's important to make sure that you're not, again, making this super long-winded <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, basically saying what Kate just said of, like, when you don't do the dishes, I think you're a lazy sack of shit. Like, you know, you want to be a little <laughs> filtered here. <laughs> but, a little more circumspect than that. Yeah. And you also want to say what you are thinking or feeling about this situation that was just described. So one way you could do this with this example of asking your roommate to do the dishes is to say something like, it's starting to feel like I do more chores than you and I'm starting to feel frustrated by that. Um, now, the thing about express, like Kate mentioned really well with describe, is with describe, you want to be so objective that it can't really be argued with, so to speak. Everyone, you know, if you took 100 people, they would probably be like, yep, you know, that's what happened if they were all witness to the situation. You know, yep, you did ask them to do their dishes three days ago. <laughs> yep, the dishes haven't gotten done. You want to try to be very measured. Here's a situation where, you know, again, you want to really speak to your own experience because it's hard to argue with that. Admittedly, like with what I just said as a possible example, the roommate could argue and say, I do do more chores than you and that kind of a thing. But if I had just said, you know, I'm starting to feel frustrated by the dishes not getting done. They can't, they can't really argue with the fact that you're feeling frustrated. It's what you are feeling. <laughs> um, so this is the opportunity to say, again, max, maybe two emotion words. Um, one or two about how you're feeling, what your concerns are, um, to basically express a little bit of what's going on in your brain for why this is a concern for you. This is your opportunity to do that, but we still want to keep it 
short and sweet and to the point, and we want to put it in after describe so that they know what you're actually talking about. If they just come home and you're just kind of like, I'm feeling really frustrated with you for not doing the dishes. Whoa, you know, <laughs> it's probably a little better to be like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. So this is why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. That's kind of the mm -hmm. essence of it. I like it. Can I be a little nitpicky? Yeah, go for it. You said it's starting to feel like I do more dishes than you. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's not a feeling. It's starting to seem to me like I do more dishes. Yes, than that's you, important. Making sure that you're using. Frustrated. Yeah, feel with frustrated again. I with feeling words. I, no, I, I fall into this all the time. Oh, me that's too. Still no, I work for me. Fuck this up with. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's important to make regularity. sure. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm feeling this, or you know. It it's seems this way like this. for things seems that are observations way. rather than your own emotions. Yep. Yep. This yeah. is no, true. And by the way, yeah, I, I get to nitpick because I'm looking at this and we're like doing a podcast. But no, I, I screw this up all the time. We're always <laughs> yeah. striving to be better about this. But definitely, at least, I don't know, I can't speak for Michelle, but I do not walk around my world being perfect about only using feel for feeling words. Oh, God, definitely not. <laughs> Me neither. No. And we want to give you guys a good example. Yes. That's true. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on to the A. Uh, the A is for assert. And this is kind of, I don't know, you could kind of say this is the meat of the deal, right? This is you actually making the ask. All right. I mean, it, it says assert, but you could almost, almost say ask, right? This is, this that's is the place true. where you're putting forward the thing that you want in this situation. Um, this is a good thing to remember. You don't want, I don't know, you don't want to pretend that anybody else is psychic. So if we're showing a bad example, something like, I'm really frustrated that you haven't done the dishes in three days, and then just leaving it there, one might be tempted to assume that it's obvious that I want you to do the dishes, if I'm saying I'm frustrated that you haven't. But I have not actually been clear I certainly haven't been clear on a timeline or, you know, why it's bothering me or, right? There's a lot of stuff that that describe and express, even if they're just a couple of sentences, gets across that helps lead into this. And also making clear that we have a definitive sort of time boundary, concrete ask uh, is really important. So this could be longer or shorter depending on what the thing is, right? Our, Michelle and I have chosen a pretty simple example so that we don't, you know, I don't know, drag this out for you guys. So in our case, this would just be something like, I would really like it if you did your dishes tonight. One sentence, right? That's, that's quick and done. But we know the different situations might be a little bit more complicated, so your ask might be a little bit longer. But again, the, you know, even though this is a really long acronym, <laughs> Ideally, the process is relatively brief, right? One of the things a dear man sort of guides us towards is brevity, is, you know, being concise rather than kind of, I don't know, we don't want people to want to TLDR our conversation with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't want this to be too rambly. Yep. Exactly. If there's like why the thing is or what the thing is by the time we're done talking, if they're just like, I don't even know what you're asking me anymore because you've talked for so long. Right. And especially. All right. I, I, I should own this. I get a little rambly if I'm anxious, <laughs> especially if I'm anxious about asking for something. I'm tempted to try and sneak the ask in the middle of a lot of superfluous speaking. <laughs> so I think dear man is nice because it kind of boundaries us and our ask, making it a more concise uh, sort of total package that we can hand over to the other person in the conversation rather neatly and relatively quickly so that we don't lose their interest or we don't lose their ability to focus or notice what we're saying. Right. So we're describing something that's super objective. We're expressing our emotions or opinions about that situation that we described. And then with the A, we're asking for what we want that other person to do about it. Yep. Uh, so I don't know. I thought maybe we should do a summary up to see so it should. Damn it. Sneaky word. You should it on thought, yourself a moment ago. I too. did. Oh, no. I didn't even know that one. It oh. happens. It's okay. No, I know. Um, I love it. My favorite thing is when other people catch me at it. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, 
Yeah, and yeah, and you and you put it really well, which is that yeah, like one sentence of just what you would like. And again, being as specific as you can. Specific is better. Yeah, which is why it might be a little bit longer, right? <laughs> might maybe something like on Tuesday nights when you come home from your yoga class, I would, you know, appreciate it if you didn't leave your sweaty clothes on the laundry room floor or something. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's still one sentence. It's just a lot longer one. I don't know. I can't think of something off the top of my head, but maybe you need three sentences. Yep. Well, the other thing that's really important here with the assert that I think can be an easy slip up is especially if something has been building for a while, it's very tempting to ask for lots of things at once. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) It can be very tempting to be like, I want you to do your dishes and you need to pick up your sweaty clothes from yoga and, (laughs) you know, or to just be really vague of like, I want you to clean the house more. Yeah, do like, more chores mean? or whatever. Yeah, so really narrow it down, keep it brief, like you were saying, Kate, and keep it about the thing that you're yeah, describing. Yeah, one thing at a time, right? Even if you have to do Dear Man three times, one one thing at a time, right? Only yeah. have the argument you're having. <laughs> yeah, yeah, All this right, is better. Michelle, what's the R stand for? The R stands for reinforce. So you may be thinking to yourself, well, I just described, expressed, and then I asked for what I wanted by asserting myself. What else is there? Well, there's four more things. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) the reinforce is really important in terms of getting what you want. And it gets overlooked a lot. Probably, I would argue, more than some of these other ones. We think, well, we've asked for what we wanted. We're done. And no, you are not. Um, So the reinforce is really important because... You want to be able to kind of explain what's in it for the other person. <laughs> um, for some people, this may not feel as relevant. For other people, this is crucial. Like, if you don't explain to them what's in it for them, they're just going to tell you no, because maybe that's just who they are or whatever it is. So to think about why they should do the thing that you're asking them to do, you know, what do they get out of this? So this is important to know your audience um, if you do (laughs) know them, right? What would they want? Um, Would they want it to be that they want you to quit harping on them about this thing? Do they care about a clean house as much as you do? Do they want more time to relax in the evenings? Like, what do they want that them doing this thing could get them? Um, so you might say in this scenario, and I'm just going to put it all into what Kate just did with the assert. So the assert sentence is, I would like it if you did your dishes tonight, then the kitchen will be cleaner and I'll get off your back about it. That could be one way to put it. Um, so it's letting them know, basically, this is why I care about this. Um, and this is what's in it for you too. Like there's some good that can come out of this if you do it. Um, So this is an important, nice wrapping up piece to your request. Don't promise them the moon and the stars, (laughs) right? Like be realistic about what's going to actually happen here. It may not. If you do your dishes tonight, I'll never ask you to do your dishes ever again. Right. That's probably not realistic. (laughs) Um, You know, so make sure you're being honest and real about what the outcome is going to be if they do the thing that you're wanting them to do. But it is important to reinforce. Um, To switch gears a little bit, a common example that we do this with in groups, which is higher stakes than dishes with a roommate, but is asking a boss for a raise and how you would use dear man to do that. And the reinforce piece there is huge. You have to basically be able to explain to this person what's in it for them if they give you a raise. (laughs) And that may be the deciding factor in whether they do it or not. It's not just enough to say, for example, you know, I've been with this company for five years. My last raise was two years ago. I've been putting in a lot of work And I really feel, or let me take out the feel, um, I believe I'm deserving of getting a raise and I would like a 10% raise. (laughs) It it adds extra punch if you then add on something like, 
you know, with me getting this raise, I really think that it will lead to me being able to, you know, do more work in these areas or whatever it is. I'm more likely to stay with this company longer or mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of making this up off the top of my head. So it's a little rough. Um, you know, think <laughs> through for yourself. But to basically say, what's in it for you if you give me this? Um, you know? And so that may be what it, what's in it for the roommate is that you're just going to quit bugging them <laughs> to do the dishes. <laughs> You've been bugging them every couple nights. Hey, if you just do them, I'm not going to bug you anymore. But that person may be like, oh, cool. I've been sick of you talking to me about this. That's worth it. I'll do it. That may be the thought process in their head. <laughs> so it's important to think through that reinforce part. It ends it on a really positive note um, because the next three things we're going to get into, um, they're not optional. <laughs> they're important pieces. But like Kate said at the beginning, the deer is what you're doing. The man is kind of how you're doing it. So basically, you're going to go through these four steps of describe, express, assert, and reinforce. And then you're going to see what the other person says. Basically, you've pitched it. Now you see what <laughs> they're going to give you back. Um, and they may say, sure, I'll do them tonight. No problem. Awesome. Your job is done. Or they may not say that. <laughs> they may come back with their own reasons for why they, they can't, haven't or don't want to. Yeah. Or... Why, you know, you're not going to be getting what you're asking for. And then what do you do from there? So Kate's going to get into the to the M, which is the first thing you want to keep in mind if they don't say yes. <laughs> keep in mind. But all right, so so also, I don't know, I would say that this. All right. So I'll go back a little bit. So uh, the M is for mindful, though they say stay mindful because <sighs> they're terrible at acronyms. Yes. The, the thing for the M should definitely start with an S. Um, so anyway, being, <laughs> being mindful, I do think that, you know, Michelle made a good point about this sort of being what to do if their response isn't, yes, of course I will do the thing you asked. Uh, but I also think that it has a place in how to do it the whole time from the very beginning. Yeah, right. I think true. that, I think that mindfulness will help you with the describe, right. Keeping it to a non-judgmental, you know, objective description. Uh, it will help you with the express because ideally you're being mindful of your own emotions and your own cognitions about that situation. So you're able to, you know, accurately identify what's going on for you and what your opinions are. So you're being, you know, honest and sort of, accurate when you're doing the express um and you know i don't know being mindful again of our emotions will help us with being present and i don't know i guess really authentic during the uh, assert or asking part uh and mindfulness of others which is part of mindfulness uh can help with as michelle was saying knowing your audience <laughs> And, you know, what is most likely to get this person to say yes. So uh, that's how I think mindfulness is useful in the deer part. But there's more. Assume, there's more <laughs> <laughs> for only $19.99 a month. No, um, this may sound like an infomercial for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it does more. So uh, what it really wants you to do is be mindful in a way that means keeping your focus on your goals. Right. This is about maintaining your position, not getting distracted, not getting off topic. So I don't know. I'm imagining something like I say, please do your dishes tonight you know, with all the rest of it. I'm just summarizing. And maybe my roommate is something like, well, you didn't vacuum for three weeks and that's your chore. Right. Yep. That's a nice that's a nice distraction. <laughs> that's them trying to change the topic. So you want to be a broken record. You want to just keep asking or keep saying no or expressing your opinion, you know, whatever it is that you're, you're trying to do, kind of doing the same thing over and over again. So a response might be like, I'm happy to talk about the vacuuming next, but right now I need to stay focused on whether or not you're doing the dishes tonight like I'm asking you to. Right? Don't, don't follow the lead right? away from your topic. Stay on it. Stick to it. Uh, the other thing is that you want to be mindful in a way that allows you to ignore if they're going to make personal attacks, uh, you know, be threatening or trying to change the subject in that sense. So 
uh, I don't know, you know, please do your dishes tonight. And maybe the roommate comes back and is like, God, you are such a nagging bitch. Why don't you just shut up about the dishes? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right? Ooh, ooh. Right? That could be tempting to get awfully emotional, awfully fast <laughs> in response to that. Uh, but that's just going to allow them to divert away from the thing at hand. So, again, you want to go back to that kind of broken record thing. You know, you're such a bitch, blah, 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 blah. I'd still like you to do the dishes tonight since you said you would three days ago. Right? You just come back, right? Basically to the assert kind of over and over again. That's where you want to hang out. Sometimes maybe working the reinforce in there too, right? Yeah, don't get uh, caught up going back to describe, describe or express. and express. Yep. Nope, those are kind of a one and done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're not part. You don't want to be repeating the entire deer, you know, every time you do the 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 broken record. So, yeah, I think mindfulness is useful for the whole process, but especially after you've asked if you do not get a will say positive response back from the person you're asking it becomes especially important to just stay focused don't be distracted don't get off topic and repeat yourself as needed and try and stay in your kind of emotionally mild place um even if they get really activated and you know personal in their attacks attacks that's a new word attacks no t's at the end of attack (laughs) Or exes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really important to be in a wise mind place from start to finish, especially if, yeah, they're doing some of the things you were talking about, Kate, of like, yeah, personally attacking or trying to divert to something else or. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's important. Okay. What's next? So what's next is that the A stands for appear confident couldn't just stand for confidence because then we'd mess up the whole word. Um, So for some people, right, appearing confident may come very naturally to you. You may not feel very nervous about making this request. You may feel very comfortable with eye contact and having a confident tone of voice that's at a good volume and keeping your body posture confident and all of those things. You may just, it may just come pretty naturally to you. And for others, this may be very hard. Kate's, <laughs> Kate's raising her hand. This gets really hard for me too. I can appear confident, like honestly, I can appear pretty confident when I'm public speaking. But if you put me one-on-one with someone to make a request like what we're talking about with Dear Man here, I'm going to be a nervous wreck. Like, this does not come easily for me. (laughs) This is really hard. And you could be doing all of these steps up until this point pretty well. You could have a good opening statement with describe. You could, you know, express yourself pretty clearly with what you're feeling. You can have, you know, good assertion. You can do all of this right. And if you're doing it in a quiet tone of voice, staring at the floor, slumped posture, umming and I don't knowing your way through all of it, it's maybe not going to go very well. I was going to say, it's not going to have the same impact. (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to have the same impact at all. (laughs) It's going to come across as as if, and maybe you feel this way or maybe you don't feel this way deep down, but it's going to come across like you don't believe you're deserving of what you're asking for. Mm. It's going to come across like, yeah, I'd really like it if you did this, but you know, it's just, and again, this is hard because you guys can't see me. Um, (laughs) But I, I kind of, when I was just saying that, just I kind of slumped over naturally a little bit. This person isn't going to believe that what you're asking for is important to you. Mm-hmm. So appearing confident is a very important ingredient. Really, like Kate was emphasizing nicely about being mindful from start to finish. Um, and to really keep it up if they say no initially. To not just hang your head and walk away. <laughs> but it's really important to appear confident If they are trying to divert, if they are attacking you in some way, it's important to keep your head up and to believe that you're deserving of what you're asking for. So to get that across in your body language is key. Now, 
if this does not come very naturally to you, this is something <laughs> worth practicing. Let me yep. tell you, all of Dear Man honestly can be worth practicing, practicing. especially if you're yeah. making a big request. We do recommend practicing this a couple times, either by writing it down. DBT has worksheets for this that we'll probably post in the Facebook group, some fill-in-the-blank worksheets. So writing it down so you know what you want to say, practicing it with a friend or someone you trust before you do it with the actual person. <laughs> and you can ask that person that you practice with for some feedback on how they thought it went. This takes some preparation because for a lot of us, this doesn't come easily. So this is something yeah. that's important to practice. If nothing else, I mean, it's important to practice all of that, but practicing this appearing confident piece may be its own practice <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> to practice just appearing confident, even if you're not practicing what you're going to actually say for the dear part of dear man, you can just practice trying to get your body language where you want it to be so that you come across in a confident way. I also think it's important to note that DBT says appear confident. It doesn't mean that you have to feel confident. This doesn't mean that you have to like, <laughs> you know, but to at least appear it, right? I think we talked about this a long time ago, how our former boss at Compass had this expression oh, of like, speak your mind, even if your voice shakes kind of a thing. Oh, no, that's right. I was having other flashbacks to our of boss. Kate, <laughs> Kate trying to practice dear man with our boss. Yes. And feeling scared shitless. Um, yes, crying. I will admit there was crying. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, so, did, I did not appear confident. You did not appear confident. Part. I did not. <laughs> yeah. It's, this piece of it is really difficult. And so this may be a little bit of faking it till you make it. It, it may be of like, you may be absolutely terrified on the inside, but for the purposes of dear man, we want you to appear confident on the outside <laughs> as well as you are able to as well as you are able to and this again may you may start out in really small increments with practicing this maybe you just practice the good eye contact at first once you feel a little good about that then you practice okay how can i make sure my tone of voice is where i want it to be okay then how can i make sure my posture is more upright or whatever pieces apply to you you may have to really break this down to get this part where you want it to be for yourself. So appearing confident is, a, as Kate mentioned at the beginning, a how part of mm -hmm. dear man. You want to be mindful and appear confident as you go through this process. I, I realize I'm sitting here making faces. I have no idea if Michelle can tell or not. I saw I you were making if, a face. I don't and know I was if like... you guys can tell, but Jin, the you know unofficial mascot of the entire uh, podcast, I is, can hear Jin a little bit. You can. I <laughs> was wondering bit. if you. Oh, stop it! <laughs> Owler monkey, go away! <laughs> Um, it is funny. We've had some people mention Jin, and I know this is completely off topic, but I keep telling Michelle that I'm going to mention it. His name is not spelled like the drink. He's not named after an alcohol. Um, he is named after like Jin as in genie. So D-J-I-N-N. -N. So he's a Jin. Um, though I will tell you, he does not grant my wishes. I'm just <laughs> damn sure. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I hope he's not too annoying to you guys because I don't think I can really get up and he's let him in or out or do anything else. He is, is a very okay. sweet cat. He's also a very loud cat. That's true. A very loud. He appears cat. confident. Oh yes, <laughs> he embodies it. Good job, Jin. He is absolutely confident that he belongs in this room with me right now. Right now. All right, last letter. So exciting. Uh, is N. N stands for negotiate. So uh, I like this. The first thing that the DBT worksheet says about it is be willing to give to get. You know, we can't, we want to be firm, but we don't want to be utterly inflexible yeah, if you're we not can avoid it. Yeah, you're not a dictator. Yes. Like, I mean, grant you, I mean, we'll get into boundaries and other stuff later. It is okay if there are some things in the world about which you are utterly inflexible. You have that right. But mm -hmm. for the most part, we want to be able to 
bend, to flex, to maybe offer other solutions than the first thing that we asked for. Uh, maybe reduce the request. Uh, Michelle briefly ventured out into another example of asking your boss for a raise. Maybe you ask for a 10% raise and at a no, you say something like, you know, I can understand how maybe that might be hard to fit into the budget, but maybe we could agree on a 5% raise instead, right? So you're not giving up on the ask in the minute you face a no, but you're also not just going, nope, 10, 10% raise or nothing, Yeah. right? Like, I don't know, go in and do the dishes, right now or I'm moving out tomorrow, right? Like, we want to... You're going to have a relationship with this person yes. after this conversation? Probably. You don't want... <laughs> this is the part where it's key to be like, don't be a dick to the yes. other person. Like, you know, work with them. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, be willing to maybe reduce your request or offer other solutions. Like, I don't know, uh, if you absolutely hate doing dishes, maybe I could take on doing your dishes when I do mine, but you do all of the vacuuming. I don't know. You do my laundry for me. You, I don't know, fill in the <laughs> Whatever it <here>. could be. <laughs> Whatever it could be, right? Uh, also, one of the other tactics that they mentioned that I really like is turning the table, right? Yep. If someone is just being uh, obstinate, we'll say if they're being obstinate, um, go ahead and say, okay, what do you think we should do to solve this problem? Or what's your proposal to, you know, alleviate this, this problem, right? Put it, put it back on their plate. If they are, nope, 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 noping their way through every suggestion you have, uh, give it a rest and hand it over to them. Like, those are my best ideas. What do you suggest we do? Right. And make them do a little bit of the work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to come up with a thing, right? So that's where negotiate is. Negotiate is about being willing to shift slightly, flex slightly, you know, maybe come up with solutions that are not as ideal as the first thing you asked for, but could still work. Um, and I guess push come to shove last, last resort-ish, I think, depending on how the attitude of the person involved is to turn it over to them. Like, all right, those are my ideas. What are yours? Right? And, and get them involved in that way. Also, I, 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 don't know. I do think people are both more likely to follow through with, to some extent, something they come up with themselves if they've been really, I don't know, difficult leading up to that point. Uh, getting them involved in the process may help, may help them feel more in control uh, if being in control is a thing that's important to that person and might make them more likely to participate in a positive fashion too. So that's a little bit of a know your audience kind of thing mm -hmm. as well, I guess. That makes yeah. sense to me. Anything yeah. to add there, Michelle? Yeah, the things that I would add on are that negotiating could, honestly, this end part of Dear Man could take longer than everything else. Don't do it oh, yeah. ad nauseum, right? Like, don't have this turn into, like, an hours-long conversation. But this may be the time, if you're getting a really strong no, like Kate said, to turn it around to say, okay, well, what do you think we can do here? You know, um... I am struggling with the dishes being left out so long. So what can we do about this so that the dishes get done and our kitchen gets returned to a clean state? Um, yeah, so so this, it doesn't smell so that the stuff is, yeah, so we don't so, get ants. So right. we don't, I don't know. What do you think we can do here? This also may be the part, because up until this point, you have largely had the floor, right? Even if it didn't take very long. You described, expressed, asserted, and reinforced. Now you're turning it over to this person. This may be a time, which we're going to talk about give skills in a couple weeks, but this may be some time where they come back with saying, well, I can't do that. And for you mm -hmm. to try to maybe get a sense of understanding of, well, why not? Like to put yourself in their shoes temporarily to see what's going on here. Again, you're not abandoning your goal. You're not yep. abandoning your request, but to give them a chance to explain themselves and what's going on. So then you come back and say, oh, okay, now I see why maybe you haven't been doing the dishes as much. Okay. So given that I know that now, now what do we do, right? Yeah. Um, to adjust and flex. The other thing about Dear Man that I think is important is if you are trying to make this request you're getting a pretty hard no, you try to negotiate, you're still getting a no, um, is to drop it. <laughs> uh, 
for a little bit. Like, don't yeah. keep pushing. Come back to this the next day, or it may even be a couple days from now, depending on the situation, to say, hey, can we revisit that conversation? And you can start over again if needed, right? We were talking about this a couple days ago. Then we haven't talked about it since. I've been wondering about it. You know, I'd still like you to do the dishes. You may be starting from the beginning, or you may just be coming back to this end part of, hey, <laughs> like, what? We know, didn't find a solution. We didn't yeah. find a solution. Yeah, we need to come back to figuring this out. So I think it's important to be really flexible with the end. And a lot of people, again, neglect this piece. They ask, they get a no, they say, oh, okay. And then they leave it. Um, and we're going to talk next week when we talk about the dime game, how hard to push, I guess you could say, or like how yeah. strong of a, of a request to make. Because there's going to be times to back off and then there's going to be times to keep your foot on the gas with this. Yep. Um, but yeah, that negotiating piece can be very nuanced and very flexible with what it looks like. But make sure you do it if you get a no response because that may be where it turns into a yes. Is it nice? So, All right. Yeah. Cool. Are you ready to do a role play? I'm so ready because normally when we do this in group, I think almost always when we've taught Dear Man, yeah. I'm the one who's doing the Dear Man. And Probably because you're the doing one, the teachy bit. Because so. I do because I teach it typically. And Kate's the one who pushes me a little yep. bit. But today I get to push her. I'm very <laughs> excited. We'll see how I do with this. I know. It's exciting. So we're going to put okay. it all together. Yeah. Basically. We'll see. All right. Hey, Michelle, could I grab you for a quick conversation? Um, yeah, I, I have a minute. What's up? Awesome. Well, so I wanted to say that you said you would take care of your dishes about three days ago, and I saw that they still haven't gotten done. Um, it's really starting to feel to me like I do more chores than you and I'm starting to feel really frustrated about it. So I would like to ask if you could do your dishes tonight, then the kitchen would be cleaner and I could get off your back about it. Cause I know I've been nagging you a lot about the dishes lately. Yeah, you actually really have been nagging me a lot about it and I'm starting to get pretty annoyed. <laughs> like I just don't have time, Kate. I can't do them tonight. Okay. I can understand. I know you've been really busy with work. And stuff has been pretty stressful for all of us lately. Uh, if you can't do them tonight, could you do them within the next 24 hours? Is that something that would be doable for you? Um, I mean, I think I may have some time tomorrow. I'll, I'll see. Like, I, I just, I can't make any guarantees. I'll, I'll do my best. Like, I'll try to get them done, but I don't know for sure. Uh, I guess I would really like some sort of commitment. If you don't know that you can do them in the next 24 hours, do you have something that you would be willing to commit to? Um, I mean, I don't think I can get all of them done tomorrow, but I'll, I'll try to get at least some of them done. Like I'll get maybe like 50% done tomorrow. Okay. So you can at I least touch them, them tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll get started on it. I'll do that. Okay. So maybe at least get started tomorrow. And if you can't finish them up tomorrow, finish them the next day. Um, yeah, I, th I think that's doable. Um, yeah, I could probably make that work. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. That was it. That's all I wanted to talk about. Okay, cool. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> I thought you were going to try and change the topic. I was all ready for it. How'd I do? How do you feel like I did? I actually think you did really good. You know, the part that got me mm. is, which again, it, I think reminds me of how not enough people do this in real life. Yeah. Honestly, we make a request and then if someone says no, so often we're just like, uh, okay, you know, but when yeah. you were like, can you do it in 24 hours? Yeah. It got me because <laughs> even though this is a role play, right? This is a made up situation. Kate and I do not live together. Um, <laughs> and also, even if Michelle we, would definitely do her own dishes. I, I would definitely be on the that. dishes. I'm on the dishes <laughs> at my own household. So I'd be on the dishes if we were together. Um, but it kind of like gave me pause to be like, oh, she's asking a question. I need to give her a yes or no answer mm -hmm. if, if I can do them or not. Um, it kind of caught me off guard. And yeah. I did like the, your wishy-washiness. I'll say that. I mean, I did like it. I thought it was good for the role play. But I'm like, nah, I'm not leaving without you pinning something down. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. I was kind of like, well, you know, and I, don't, I don't really. Like, I tried to give basically an I don't know kind of answer. And you, and you weren't standing for that. 
you were like, I need some kind of answer about when these dishes are getting done. Like, <laughs> even if it's not going to be tonight, even if it isn't going to be within 24 hours, I need some kind of answer from you. Something that was definitive. pretty clear. And yeah. that's what sort of pinned me down to where finally I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I can't um, wish you watching my way through this, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I liked that you did really good, which isn't part of Dear Man necessarily, but is a very important precursor, is to kind of gauge, is this a good time for the conversation? How does this other person feel? You know, are they willing to kind of pause what they're doing and talk to yeah. me about this? That's Give yourself important. the best chance of success. If you like see that someone is super frantic and distressed or like they're about to rush out the mm -hmm. door or... Like, yeah, like, do, if at all possible, if you have any flexibility on it, <laughs> try and deliver it at a time when it has the most likelihood, likely chance, most likely chance, there we go, uh -huh. of landing well. Yeah, and so I liked that you started it off that way of just like, excuse me, like, hey, Michelle, you know, there's something I want to talk to you about, do you have a minute? I thought that was really good, even though it has nothing to do with the dear man itself, I thought that was very good that you did that um and yeah i mean i thought the first part flowed really well it wasn't too long Thanks. and you I, hit all the main I, points. I still did the same thing and said i feel like i'm doing more I chores that. i yep. noticed it the moment it came out of my mouth and i'm like no uh -huh. after i nitpicked michelle about it <laughs> <laughs> oh well oh well yeah oh well so i yeah. think that's dear man i think that's that yeah i think so um any final thoughts on it, Kate? The skill as a whole? I think you're probably about to mention this when you talk about homework. So pardon me if I'm preempting you a little bit. But definitely work your way up. As much as we said that this is not a necessary skill for, like, please pass the salt, if it's going to help you feel more confident, more competent at doing this, like, do start it like practice it in kind of ridiculously small situations. I think that that is a really nice way to build up to it. So especially if you have anyone in your life that knows that you're sort of going on this DBT journey and learning these new skills, you're like, hey, I've got this brand new one. So for the next week, pretty much anytime I ask for anything, it's going to sound ridiculously overly complicated. <laughs> Please bear with me <laughs> as I practice sort of doing this formula and getting it set in my head. So, um, yeah, I would say like most DBT skills, don't try and pull them out first in the most high stakes, most emotionally intense situation. But even more than that, like the harder you feel like you're going to struggle with this, like you can legit do this for passing the salt as as much as we said you don't have to you definitely don't have to but you can for practicing if that helps you feel more at ease with mm -hmm. it yep yeah the other piece of this that's important which i might have said it at the beginning but i'll say it again now that you you know we've talked about all different seven components of this is you may have one or two of these things down really well and it may be that you just try to make an active effort to pinpoint the couple pieces that you might leave out sometimes and just try to really focus on those the next time you're making a request. To get dear man down when you're doing everything in order and checking every box, it is really hard to do. So it might just be that as we were talking about this today, you realize for yourself, oh, yep, I skip the describe piece or, oh, I skip reinforce or I skip negotiate or whatever it may be. And you might just try to make an active effort to, again, not completely reinvent the wheel with things you may ask for from people in your life, but just to be like, the next time I do make a request, I'm going to try to really remember the R or really remember the N if they say no or whatever it is. Um, that can also maybe help this feel a little more doable of just really honing in on the parts that are a particular struggle for you and trying to remember those, even if you're not doing dear man perfectly in order by the letter. Again, that's the ideal, but as Kate said pretty nicely, it's something to work up work to. Work up to. Yeah. Ah, yep. <laughs> so with homework, um, yeah, there's lots of different ways to try this out, though we encourage you 
to start figuring out what this could look like for you. Whether it is, as Kate suggested, that you try it in sort of low stakes, silly situations <laughs> with things that you would like from people in your life. Um, you can try it out like that. We're going to be posting um, a worksheet for you to fill out. So maybe you take some time with that worksheet to fill in the blanks to get the verbiage down of what you would want to say for a request that you're wanting to make in your life. Maybe also part of homework is practicing the appear confident piece. That could be part of it, um, that you just start there. So again, if you listen to this episode today and you're like, I'm going to try doing Dear Man with, you know, I'm going to try all of it with someone in my life and I've really been wanting to ask them for this thing, go for it. Um, but we would encourage maybe taking some smaller baby steps prior to that, whether it is writing down what you want to say, practicing it with someone else, or just practicing the appear confidence. So there's lots of different ways you could try it out. And it's time for awkward self-promotion time. Yippee! We actually do have um, an announcement slash update today about our Patreon page. So with Patreon, you know, one way to use it, which is how Kate and I have been using it up until this point, is basically just asking for a small monthly donation to support the work that we're doing with making the podcast. So that's one way that Patreon works is basically someone creates a Patreon page and they say, hey, if you like what we're doing, feel free to throw a couple bucks our way each month. We really appreciate it. And then that's the end of it. The other way that Patreon can work is creating different levels of donations, I guess you could say. And at each contributions? level contributions, yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. And at each level of contributing, you may get a different perk. So Kate and I haven't designed our Patreon page that way up until this point, but now we have. So basically <laughs> how this is going to work is we've been asking for $5 monthly donations, but we've switched it up a little bit. So if you decide that you want to give $2 a month, that's like the first tier you could say, we're going to start doing shout outs on the podcast. So at the end, we're basically just going to be like, hey, Bob, thanks for being a loyal listener. We really appreciate it something like that. So if you want to hear us say your name and mention you, if you give two bucks to us each month, that can happen. Then the second tier is donating $5 a month. And if you do that, we have designed our own style of DBT journal, I guess you could say. Um, it's going to be a PDF document that once you decide that you're going to contribute at the $5 level, we email it to you so you can print it off or, you know, you can take the prompts that we put in there and put it in your own journal with pen and paper, however you want to do it. But basically, it's going to be a workbook slash journal of DBT-related prompts to get you thinking about the skills a little more in depth. And I mean, most workbooks that we see out there for DBT, things of this nature, typically go for, I don't know, I want to say at least 15 bucks. So for agreeing to make a $5 contribution each month to the podcast, this is something that you get. And so we're going to be starting to email that out to people who are $5 contributors. So head over to our Patreon page if you think you would be interested in getting that. It's, as a reminder, patreon.com slash dbt and me. So to either do a $2 donation or a $5 donation, either way, we uber, uber, uber appreciate every single little bit. It's awesome. <laughs> um, and then check out our Etsy shop. Just go to Etsy.com and search for DBT and me, all one word, to find our Etsy shop. We're adding new products all the time. Um, so check that out to find some cool stuff there. And give us a rating or write us a review on Apple Podcasts. And last but never least, Email us too. <laughs> DBTandMePodcast at gmail.com. Pick your Ooh. pick 
one of the various options. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> floats your boat and sounds good to you. We appreciate good job, any Michelle. ounce of support. It was even longer Thank and you. more awkward today than it normally is. It, it was a little bit. And I got through it. And I'm super excited about like the DBT journaling thing that we have made. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to get that out to people. Someone had the idea in the Facebook group, I think. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like a really good idea. We want to make that happen. And all you have to do is become a Patreon for five bucks a month. And if there's something that we've said on the podcast that has really stood out for you or you think is hilarious or anything else, also please feel free to comment on the Facebook page or email us if you have merchandise ideas. Yeah, we've gotten some cool ones that I like. So yeah, keep those ideas coming to us as inspiration. (laughs) We appreciate that too. I think we're prone to not, I don't know, I have a hard time looking at anything I say and being like, that's so cool, it should go on a poster. Right, yeah. We think, we think we're a little boring. So a lot of times, like, when I have come up with ideas, I'm like, oh, it's this cool thing Kate said. You know, but it's harder to think about it for yourself. Right? Anyway, so yep. thank you for doing our awkward self-promotion. Yes. I appreciate you. We really okay. appreciate you guys. I think it's closing moment time. It is closing moment and time. And ideally, we, I don't know, won't have any sirens go past or Jin won't decide to start out. Yeah, hopefully door. it will be a... Peaceful closing moment. One, just once, universe. (laughs) We'll see what we get. I have to radically accept that this is the world we're in and this is how we have to podcast record and we just have to deal with it. Yep, that's right. There we go. All right. (laughs) I'm ready for it. All right. As per usual, start off by just getting cozy, getting comfy, finding a comfortable position to sit or stand or lay down in whatever works best for you right now. And if you feel safe and comfortable doing so, I invite you to go ahead and close your eyes. Now we're going to start by just noticing our breath. Just tuning in. Just paying attention. You don't have to breathe any more slowly or any more deeply than you are naturally. However you're breathing right now is just fine, just perfect. It's just about allowing our awareness of our breath to increase and allowing our breath to welcome us into our bodies and into the present moment. Today, our closing moment is going to focus on appreciating the benefits of conflict, of hardship, of sorrow in our life. While in the moment, as we're going through it, it can be very difficult to see an upside. I just want to call attention today to the fact that conflict and hardship and sorrow all has lessons to teach us and also helps us better appreciate the contrast. Sorrow helps us appreciate joy and conflict can help us appreciate peace. So to that end, I'd like you to bring to mind a time in your past where you were experiencing one of those things. Some sort of conflict in a relationship, some general hardship in your life or something that was bringing up sorrow. Let that situation come to your mind. Let the emotions and sensations from it come to your body. And take a moment to appreciate, once you have that in place, what perhaps were some things that came out of that? If it was a conflict, even if it went poorly, was there something that you could have learned or did learn from it? to help make conflict in the future go a little bit better. And if it was a hardship in your life, did you find that when it had passed, you were able to better appreciate its lack, better appreciate when life is easier, even if it's never easy? And if it was sorrow, when you allowed that sorrow to pass or when the situation passed, did you better notice your own joy? Did you have more gratitude and appreciation for the good times? So I just really want you to take a moment and sit with both of those contrasts. 
both the feelings and emotions and sensations of the difficulty, but then also the gratitude, the appreciation, or the sense of having learned something that came afterwards. Give yourself some time to just sink into both sides of that experience, the dialectic that's available to us there. Something can be difficult, but also not just in a healthier, happier, more full direction in our lives. Maybe next time that you're going through something that's rough, again, some conflict or hardship or sorrow, you might be able to carry into it a sense that this will bring you some light on the other side. You might be able to remember that this will help you better appreciate the good things, the easier things, the more joyful things. And now I'd like you to start putting those sensations and feelings and memories away. I'd like you to be a little bit more deliberate today about coming back into your body. So if possible, do take a moment to rotate your ankles. Maybe flex some muscles in your legs. Rotate your wrists or roll your shoulders, roll your neck. Really letting go of the memory that you brought up. Really coming back into this present moment and into your body. When you've done that, I'd love for you to end by taking one deep, slow breath in. Just sighing it out through your mouth, feeling that release and relaxation and coming back into the here and now. So thank you so much, everybody. Have a good day. Thanks, everyone. To learn more about us and the DBT skills we're teaching each week, join our Facebook group. Simply log in to your Facebook profile and search for DBT and Me Podcast.